And now it's time for Radio Church on 4CRM, presented this week by Pastor Jeff Grant from the Uniting Church in Serena. Jeff has chosen a song from Hillsong to start off, Cornerstone, In Christ Alone. Uniting Church. That was Cornerstone from Hillsong. And this is Radio Church on 4CRM Mackay, 107.5 FM. God bless you for tuning in to join our Radio Church. I hope and pray you'll enjoy and be enriched by this hour of praise, prayer and teaching. Let's have a prayer to begin. Our Father, may you be pleased to bless this time. 
the time we are spending in your holy word and in your praise. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, who convicts the world of sin, reveals your Son, Jesus Christ, our Saviour and Lord, and he inspires us to love and serve you in faith and obedience for your glory, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to read to you from Psalm 20. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May we shout with joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Now this I know. The Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. Lord, give us victory and give it to the king. Answer us when we call. And may the Lord add his blessing to that reading of his word. And now we're going to hear from City of Light, and they're going to be singing The Love of the Father. Here they are. Free. 
to Radio Church on 4CRM Mackay, 107.5 FM. Jeff Grant here, and today's message I've called Following Jesus. Following Jesus with a question mark at the end. And I've taken this from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 3, and verses 1 through 19. I'm going to start by reading the first six verses. Then Jesus went back to the synagogue where there was a man who had a paralyzed hand. Some people were there who wanted to accuse Jesus of doing wrong. So they watched him closely to see whether he would cure the man on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man, come up here to the front. Then he asked the people, what does our law allow us to do on the Sabbath? To help or to harm? To save someone's life or destroy it? But they did not say a thing. Jesus was angry as he looked around at them, but at the same, t- same time he felt sorry for them because they were so stubborn and wrong. Then he said to the man, stretch out, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and it became well again. So the Pharisees left the synagogue and met at once with some members of Herod's party, and they made plans to kill Jesus. Dear friends, I've called this first section the hard-hearted legalists. Some people were always looking to accuse and even kill Jesus. They followed him around. He always had a crowd of people following him around wherever he went. As soon as people knew where he was, a crowd um, built up, including the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, and sometimes the Sadducees and other groups. Uh, they were the legalists of the day, and they were pretty hard-hearted because they, they believed strongly in the law of Moses, and especially they believed in their own interpretation and their own uh, additions to that law. They're always finding problems or controversies, and they're they're quick to find fault with others who who don't agree with them, with their viewpoints. They they are actually unable to see where God is at work, because they're so blinded by their own flawed beliefs. Now, some people today are likewise attracted to controversies and even conspiracy ideas, and... I have to say, they can be much deceived in their own thinking. And today, they still cause disruptions and problems in their church fellowships. Many years ago, I was visiting a a seminary, a Bible college, and I was uh, auditing a class. I only went there once. And the professor was uh, strongly criticizing the leadership of the college. And I, I knew some of the leadership. They were godly people, especially the, the principal. And uh, this man was actually ranting about some perceived or imagined a slight. Uh, they'd overlooked something he'd done or they weren't giving him what he wanted or I don't even know what it was. He All I know is they were completely in the wrong according to him and he was completely in the right. And he was angry and he was storming up and down and all the people in the class were just listening calmly to what he was saying. I was a visitor so I didn't feel I had any right to say anything but I was surprised that no one took him to task and said you're you're being rather cruel and hard. A year or so later uh, that church had to, that denomination rather had to have a uh, a very difficult meeting and uh, uh, remove that man from his position. He was teaching uh, some of the scripture, he said scriptural 
of course, at the college, uh, but unfortunately his personality and his nature and his behaviour was totally against all that the Bible Jesus Christ stands for. Amazed me that he was even there. So how do you tell when you're listening to a preacher whether they're from God or not? Could they be a hard-hearted legalist? Well, Jesus said, by this all men will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. And love is always the great sign uh, when you hear someone teaching about Jesus. Yeah, love and the companion of love is always humility. People who teach in love and with humility uh, are from God. I'm very happy to say that the Apostle Paul was one of these people. He was a hard-hearted legalist. Um, and even though all these people met Jesus at the time, meeting with him and arguing with him didn't change them. But the Apostle Paul met Jesus resurrected, and uh, he was never the same again. His first statement was, was, Who are you, Lord? He knew right away that Jesus was somewhat pretty important. And then when he spent the time studying the Word of God, he realized that Jesus was truly the Christ, the Messiah, the second person of the Trinity, the Son of the living God. I'm going to pause for a moment and listen to the Gaither local band as they sing for us, Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Here's the Gaither local band.
Church on 4 Sharon Mackay, 107.5 FM. And I'm sharing a message called uh, Following Jesus? Question mark. We've just looked at the hard-hearted legalists from the account in Mark's Gospel, chapter 3. Now look, let's look at the second part of this from verses 7 to 12 in uh, Mark, chapter 3. Then Jesus and his disciples went away to Lake Galilee, and a large crowd followed him. They had come from Galilee, from Judea, from Jerusalem, from the territory of Edumea, from the territory on the east side of the Jordan, and from the region around the cities of Tyre and Sidon. All these people came to Jesus because they had heard of the things he was doing. The crowd was so large that Jesus told his disciples to get a boat ready for him so that the people would not crush him. He'd already healed many people, and all the sick kept pushing their way to him in order to touch him. And whenever the people who had evil spirits in them saw him, they would fall down before him and scream, You are the Son of God. Jesus sternly ordered the evil spirits not to tell anyone who he was. I've called this section, dear friends, the sign seekers. Uh, they had come from all over Galilee and Judea, uh, they travelled for miles, in some cases spent days on the road uh, because they'd heard that Jesus was there and he was doing great things. The sign seekers, some people follow Jesus, not to criticise him, not to find fault with him like the hard-hearted legalists, but they're looking for excitement. They want to see miracles. Uh, they come to church today in order to see something spectacular happen. They're following Jesus these people were, many of them, out of a need for an emotional buzz or a blessing. Uh, they weren't so much interested in serving him uh, as more for what he might do for them. They're looking for the next spiritual experience. Knowing him isn't good enough for them. They, they just want to be uh, they're like spiritual junkies. They want that adrenaline rush of seeing something spectacular happen. Sadly, I have to say that many churches today not only in our country, but overseas, are filled with people, are filled with people like these. Uh, they demand services and preachers who cater for their need for self-gratification. Do you remember the Apostle Paul warned, warned Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4? And he said, the day will come when people will gather to themselves preachers who will say what their itching ears want to hear. They only talk about good things. They never talk about repentance or confession of sin, or sorrow or sacrifice so much as they talk about what God's blessing is going to do for them. There's a church in another country that I've seen on television, you may have too, I won't go into details about the actual place, but it has a 16,500-seat auditorium. It looks like an indoor footballer stage, uh, stadium. It's so big, it's huge. Um, and the, the preacher, the pastor of that church is virtually the most popular uh, preacher in that country. And uh, they have a, a membership of some 50,000 and uh, in the services during the week, that pretty much all of them attend. And they have conferences and, and workshops all over the country. In fact, the preacher is so rich, he doesn't even draw a salary anymore. He just gets paid from the books and the, and the conferences he sells. But the point I'm making is the people come there to hear what he's saying and it's got nothing to do with the cross of Jesus because there's no cross in this church. Instead, they have a great big map of the world. 
a big globe on the stage. He preaches a gospel that's man-centered, that God will give you what you want. God's, God's here to make you powerful and strong, and that's true. But he doesn't preach about the sacrifice that will cost. He doesn't preach about submission to Christ. He doesn't preach about the pain and suffering of being a follower of Jesus. He talks instead only in terms of the blessing that God will give you. Many years ago, that reminds me of something, many years ago there was a man uh, attending a church that I pastored and uh, he said to me once, uh, I just want you to know, Pastor, I don't believe in hell. Oh, I said, well, I pointed out that Jesus was the person in the Bible who spoke about hell, uh, certainly more than, than Paul or Peter or the others, but Jesus uh, did speak about hell. Uh, and I pointed out the message of the gospel in, in the book of Acts and the, in the epistles is that Jesus died for our sins on the cross and was raised uh, from the dead for our justification. And that's necessary to save us from the place of hell. After all, that famous verse of John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, go to hell. So I pointed this out to him. Anyway, he told me, if you ever preach on hell, I'm gone. Well, certainly, uh, I always preach through the scriptures, and many pastors do. And when I came to a part that was certainly about uh, judgment and hell I, I, that was part of the message that day and he came to me at the door and said I'll see you later I'm gone off he went to another church I don't know where he is today hopefully people who believe that God just exists to serve them will repent of their sin of being person-centered and self-centered and realize uh, hopefully like some of these people who follow Jesus who were the sign seekers would also repent and turn to Christ and follow him and serve him. I hope you're all in that category. Now, I'd like to stop for a brief moment as we hear from Holly Dawson, and she's going to sing, Lord, I give you my heart. Holly Dawson singing.
was Holly Dawson. I hope you enjoyed that song as she sang, Lord, I give you my heart. This is for CRM Mackay, 107.5 FM. Jeff Grant here again, and this is Radio Church. And I'm sharing a message with you now called Following Jesus? We've looked at the hard-hearted legalist in the first six verses of Mark chapter 3. Then we looked at the sign seekers from verses 7 through 12. And now I'd like to read for you verses 13 to 19. Then Jesus went up a hill and called to himself the men he wanted. They came to him and he chose twelve, whom he named apostles. I have chosen you to be with me, told them. I will also send you out to preach, and you will have authority to drive out demons. These are the twelve he chose. Simon, Jesus gave him the name Peter. James and his brother John, the sons of Zebedee, Jesus gave them the name Boengeners, which means men of thunder. Then Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the patron, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus. These twelve, there are others at the time, but Jesus chose twelve initially, and he chose more men and women later. Uh, a few are looking to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, and they follow Jesus because he is their Lord and Saviour. The hard-hearted legalist of virtually following Jesus so they can find fault not only with him but with others in their in their Christian communities. And sadly to say, a lot of the New Testament focuses on the trouble these people were causing. They began right from the start of the church. Paul had to address them. So did Peter and John and Jude. They all had to uh, point out that there are people in the church who obviously weren't part of the part of the universal eternal church. They certainly weren't born again and they certainly didn't have the nature of Jesus. There are also people in the church today who are like those sign seekers. They're looking for what God will give them. They're not willing to serve or have a ministry or make any sacrifices. They just stare because they want something interesting to happen. But a few are looking to serve the Lord Jesus. They want him to be their king forever. They will sacrifice their own ambitions and their pleasures to do God's will, no matter what the cost. They want to be with him and receive his nature and do his will. It says here that Jesus chose them, he said, to be with me. The primary need of everyone who follows Jesus Christ is to be with him. And that means to spend time with him. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I love to spend time first thing in the morning. Uh, and if I... If I perchance sleep late and get up a bit later, the day starts to take over and I find I have to struggle to catch up and spend that time. Sometimes I have to put it off. So it's far better to do it first of all before anything else happens. But being with Jesus is the key to being his chosen servant and following him. We must find ways of being with Jesus. I remember a lovely godly professor at seminary who went for a walk every evening after supper. He went out for an hour and he walked around the hills around his home. Uh, I didn't live too far from him. I could see the hill where his house was and he would spend that time in prayer, intercession and being in Jesus' presence. But we're not need to be in his presence, he told them. 
I will also send you out to preach. Now, obviously, we're not all called to be preachers, but we are all we are all called to be sent out, every one of us, you and I. We're all sent ones. We're all to be missionaries, or if you like, apostles, uh, uh, to go to people and share with them what God has done for us. We don't have to stand on street corners anymore. I'm not sure that's really uh, looked upon with much favour these days, but we have to find ways of letting people know that Jesus Christ is alive, that he is God, he is the Son of God, and we'll all stand before him one day and give an account of our life. And Jesus came to set us free from the judgment that will surely follow those who don't know him. There were men in the beginning, and later women, Primarily, they were called out of working homes and families. Uh, a few of them were fishermen. Um, Matthew was a tax collector. Uh, Simon the Patriot was a, a kind of a, a rebel of some sort. They weren't necessarily intellectuals or wealthy or talented in the beginning. These would follow over time. And they learned from Jesus to share the gospel and their personal faith. And God gave them authority over the spirit world. And each one of these dear men that were mentioned here in Mark chapter 3, verses uh, from uh, 16 through 19, each one of them suffered a martyr's death for following Jesus Christ. Now, you and I aren't all necessarily called to suffer a martyr's death for our faith, but we are certainly called to die to sin, to die to self, and to follow Jesus, looking to him, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him despised the shame and endured the cross that we might live in eternity with him. Praise God. And I'd like to share a couple of songs with you. First of all, Michael W. Smith as he sings Above All Powers. Oh 
was St. Michael W. Smith, and you're on 4CRM Mackay, 107.5 FM. Jeff Grant here, and just wrapping up this message, I've called Following Jesus, question mark. We looked at the hard-hearted legalists who followed him, we looked at the sign-seekers who followed him, and we looked at the chosen twelve who certainly followed him. And now Robert Mark of Belfast to sing All I Once Held Dear.
ones. We've come to the end of our Radio Church broadcast on 4CRM Mackay, 107.5 FM. Here's a new doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, your heavenly host. Praise Father, Son and Holy Ghost. I close now with a final song of praise from Carrie Underwood as he sings one of my great favourites, Great is Thy Faithfulness. God bless you.
Faithfulness is great indeed. That was Carrie Underwood with Great Is Thy Faithfulness, a song chosen by Pastor Jeff Grant to conclude his message today on 4CRM's Radio Church. We want to thank Pastor Jeff and all the other pastors in town who contribute to Radio Church each week. We've got time for one more song to take us up to the 7 o'clock news board and weather here at 107.5 FM. After the news, we'll be here in the essential 80s. This song to take us there is by Chris Bray. It's in keeping with the message that Jeff Grant brought to us today. When the Lord asks, who shall he send? Surely his followers put up their hand and say, Here I am, Lord. Chris Bray with I, the Lord of Sea and Sky. <laughs> 